Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens and paper and the analogue tools that you love so dearly. My name is Michael Hurley and I'm joined as always by my good friend and the pen addict himself, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello buddy, how are you? Good sir, how are you doing? Very well, very well. And this episode is brought to you by Squarespace and we'll talk about Squarespace a little later on in the show. Yes sir. So Brad, how's things? It's going uh, very good. You should have uh, introduced me as the non-jet-lagged member of this podcast as yes. opposed to you, who yeah, is uh, still batting from, a little uh, bit. Oh, I got back from the States a couple of days ago, and I've not been sleeping that well. I thought I'd beaten it by staying awake, mm-hmm. you know, like not sleeping. I thought, right, if I just stay awake until like 10 o'clock the day after, like yesterday, right, the day before yesterday, that I'll be fine. Then I woke up, I had the day off work yesterday, I woke up at a nice time, you know, I had a good sleep, so I thought, right, I've beat it. And then last night I didn't fall asleep until 3am, so <laughs> I haven't beaten it, not yet, anyway. <laughs> we'll see what happens this evening. Yeah, yeah, well, good luck with that. Yeah. Well, I was a, I was a busy boy while you were gone. Um, you know, I've uh, w- picked up a couple of new pins. One we talked about, I think, on our last episode, uh, we kind of mentioned it in, in passing, and I've been peppered on twitter ever since are you going to review it are you going to review it and that's the uh the the twisby diamond 540 fountain pen that i ordered um you familiar with this brand other than us just kind of mentioning it in the past i'd never heard of them until you mentioned them a couple of weeks ago yeah and uh i i've never seen one in person so i was pretty anxious to get it because the the price point's pretty um reasonable i think i paid 55 dollars for mine um for something that's seems to be so far in in my my first go around with it is seems to be very well made it's very good looking i'm a i'm a big fan of the uh the pins you can see through that the translucent lucent barrel in the in the fountain pen world it's called a demonstrator because i guess it's the the theory is you're demonstrating the inner workings of the pen um, you can see the ink you can see the the refill mechanism, which in this case is a plunger that's built in. Um, I, I've never had a pen like this at all, so I was kind of uh, excited to get it. Um, I've had a few people on Twitter <laughs> keep asking me, when are you going to review it? When are you going to review it? Well, I, I need some time with this one. Um, okay. I've had uh, good experiences with it so far. Um, I haven't had great experiences with it so far. Um, that that's not a knock on it. I think I just need some more time. I'm having some weird, um, you know, one of the things we might talk about later if we get to it today, if not, we'll do it another episode is how to store your fountain pens. And I came home to find this. I just had this pen laying horizontally on my desk. I came home to find it, um, with like a little pool of ink Mm -hmm. in the tip area of the cap. Like, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. So the cap screws on, right. Uh And you know, I probably hadn't used it for a day or two, and I picked it up. And since it's a clear barrel, well, this this is a red, white, and blue uh, barrel, but it, it's still I can see through the red uh, cap. Um, it's still translucent. I saw this kind of black looking blob there, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I finally unscrewed it, and uh, and it actually rolled around inside the cap there. I was like, that's a big old blob of ink, and it was it was kind of it was more large than just like a speck of ink. I, I'm going to chalk it up as a one-off 
experience, you know, maybe I jostled the pin wrong. You know, I, I certainly didn't drop it, but maybe I moved it wrong, banged it somehow on the table or whatever and caused it. Ever since I've cleaned it out, it hasn't happened again. But um, it's something I want to keep an eye on um, just from a storage perspective. And, and like I said, maybe we'll talk about later. But this is a – so f- overall, I'm very happy with the purchase. It's a super quality built pin for the price for – like I said, I think I paid 55 I've for got it. it. I've got it on the list. So, yeah. They're great looking. Um, one of the things I I, I was kind of quick draw the, the purchase because I knew I wanted one. And, and I saw this one and I just went for it. Um, the barrel, I think it's called a faceted barrel. It's like got the diamond kind of, you know, it's not a smooth round barrel, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of got a diamond, I won't say carving, but it's just, you know, the the shape of the barrel um, is not smooth. Um, I think just from an aesthetic standpoint, I would prefer a smooth barrel, but mm-hmm. it's by no means any kind of deal breaker or anything like that. Like I said, I'm generally very happy with this with this pin. We'll have to see where it slots into the rotation. That's kind of the biggest thing, right? I mean, how much I'm happy I bought it, how much am I going to use it kind of thing. So that's that's what I'm still trying to figure out. But how are you, how are you getting on with the vanishing point? Oh, I love it. I, I use, use it a it lot. Every day? Yeah, yeah, pretty much so. Um, that's the pin I reach for now. Um, you know, it. I'm getting ready to hopefully start a new job here in the next week or two and i'm going to do my best for that to be my main pin so that's going to be the real test for it um i haven't reviewed it yet on the pin attic because i felt like you know, my um my reviews are pretty consistent style on the pin addict and i almost feel like that's doing a disservice to this pin hmm. so i think i'm going to kind of take it in stages i've recorded a video for it um i've done the standard review that i always do on the pin attic for it i haven't posted any of this yet so look for those in the in the coming weeks but I think after that, I think it's going to be kind of – I'm so happy with that pin. I think it's going to be kind of a recurring theme on the blog as far as, you know, how – how I use it on a, on a daily basis, you know, after, you know, three months of, of heavy use, how's it holding up? You know, am I getting tired of filling it from a bottle? Have I, you know, switched over to cartridge and using a syringe to fill the cartridge? That kind of thing. So that, that pin deserves a little more than – whole series. yeah, I, I think so. The, number one, uh, it's an ex- I paid a lot for that pen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it it deserves more than just the standard uh, you know one off written um, written review. Which mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, but I think that's more of a, a you know phase one type of review of that pen. I think I think it's got a lot to offer, and and I want to put it through the ringer more than I do some of my other pens. Just because if you're spending that kind of money on a, on a pen, you want it to be well worth it, not to not to sit and collect dust. Makes perfect sense. Yep. I've got one sitting in a jet pen's basket at the moment, <laughs> and I'm probably going to pull the trigger end of this week, start of next week. Nice. I I've got no complaints so far with that pen. I, I really love it. Actually, I, I wrote today's show notes out with it. Um, and it's, you know, even if I let it sit for a day or two, it just writes right away. It's smooth. It's a really, it's a really smooth nib actually. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's for me, it's a really good pen, uh, for what I look for in a pen and how I want to use a pen. It fits me very well. See, I'm so. going to, uh, I'm, I'm probably as well, I'm definitely going to get the expensive shipping on it as well. 
mm-hmm. from JetPen. Just, yeah, just to be able to track it. Tracked. I mean, and even then, even with like the $40 shipping, mm-hmm. it's still cheaper for me to buy it from JetPens than from a UK supplier. Yeah, that's crazy. Exchange rates. Yep. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. So another pin that I picked up that mm. I haven't really talked about um, that I'm actually very happy with is called the Sailor High Ace Neo. Um, that's a be- it's they classify it as a beginner's fountain pen. Um, Sailor makes all kinds of levels of fountain pen, and it's a company that's been around for a hundred years, and you know they're really well known for their nibs. And uh, our friend Sean Blanc uh, tweeted me one day, said, "Hey, you know I like the pl- Platinum Preppy that you guys that you've you know talked about and reviewed." You know, but I want something, you know, maybe a step up from that, but still a real entry level fountain pen. So I said, and he said, you know, should I look at the Sailor or the Lamy? And I actually told him, I said, you should look at the Lamy just because it's a little more flexible as far as your options go. You know, there's more barrel styles. Um, you know, it, it takes a converter. You can swap out the nibs if you want. It's it's a more you have more options with that pen and more flexibility he replied right back to me he's like i don't want any flexibility i don't care about that i just want to know which pen writes with the the finest line at you know that's still you know a reasonably low priced pen and i said well then it's a no-brainer you want the sailor high ace neo this this pen writes like the pilot prera um it's not this the prera is really smooth um the Sailor is smooth, but not as smooth as the Prera. But the Sailor High Ace Neo is also about $16, I think, while the Prera runs you upwards of $50. Um, and, and this is a true entry-level fountain pen. I mean, it looks like you know a student's pen, to be honest with you. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a standard plastic barrel um, in one of, you know, I think, five or so just you know main colors. I got the orange one. Um, I guess I have a thing for orange. I seem to <laughs> between my retro 51 and, and a few other pens. I, I like orange pens. I guess I like the contrast with the black. Um, and then, uh, an aluminum cap. Um, it, it takes cartridges, but it does also take a converter. I just stuck with the cartridges. I think for this type of pen, I'm not going to get too crazy with it and worry about doing a converter and, and things like that. Plus I had a, I don't know, six or so extra sailor cartridges laying around this pen. I love the nib on this pen. It's very firm and a very fine line. Um, I bought the uh, F nib, um, and it's actually finer than my Vanishing Point by just a tick. Um, it writes a thinner line, and you, you, you know that's what I like. So this pen probably wouldn't be for you, Mike, just because no. uh, it's it's super fine. So for all those people, I get a lot of questions. Um, and I've talked about this before. I want to try a fountain pen, but I want it to write as fine as my gel ink pen. Well, the Sailor High Ace Neo, um, if you want to step up from the Prera, which, you know, the, the Prera can, you know, you may not want to take that one out in public. It's not as good looking. It's kind of a, you know, uh, with the translucent barrel and the, the bright colors, it kind of stands out a little bit. This pen just looks, uh, it's a little bit more sleek and classy in its design. And, you know, people wouldn't know you're carrying a fountain pen until you, until you broke it out and, and started writing with it. But, uh, I am very, very happy with this pen. I, surprisingly so, because I tried the sailor clear candy. I reviewed it on the blog maybe a month ago. Yeah. And I just thought it was average. Um, the nib was really rough. I thought I needed to break it in some, 
Um, it never got much better. Uh, so I was actually hesitant to, to try the high ace. Um, it's much, much better in my opinion. So cool. Those are, those are my new acquisitions. And, and it's funny. I've got this fountain pen bug apparently. And, uh, yeah, you have. I'm <laughs> some of the readers, yeah, some of the readers have been, have been commenting on that. And, you know, some of the, uh, guys on, there's a forum called, uh, uh, fountain pen geeks. They have a forum over there. They were actually saying they're turning into a fountain pen podcast and, you know, I've got the bug. What can I say? I, I've got the bug. So, you know, that won't be the only thing we talk about, but, um, it's kind of, kind of what's happening now in my, in my pen arsenal, um, looking at all the different options for fountain pens. And actually I don't see an end to it anytime soon, but, uh, I'm really happy that this has happened because, you know, fountain pens are my favorite, like, Yep. Even though the retro is my favorite pen, yes, um, as I continue to say every show, uh, fountain pens are my favorite style. Yep, and you, you, and you've used one for quite a while before we even started this show. Yes, yeah, I've I've always been fan a fan of fountain pens, so I've been yep. using it for years. Yep, and I've had plenty of them prior to starting our podcast, but I wouldn't say that any of them have ever made it into my daily rotation of pens. But now, um, it's probably taken over. The, uh, the vast uh, percentage of my writing time with fountain pens. Never, never would have thought that was coming no. with me. No, it's, yeah. it's quite a change, especially like from when we started to now. But yep. so I'm very pleased. I, I knew once, it, once, I, once I started, it was uh, I was in for it bad. So that's just kind of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> the scary part is I'm only scratching the surface, so who knows you what's are. to come. <laughs> So what else did you, so oh I tell you something that I have got. Mm-hmm. Um I so I've recently come back from a from a trip to Memphis. I went to spend some time with Stephen Hackett and his family and um he got me a gift. He got me the uh Field Notes National Crop Edition. Nice. They they are very attractive books. Oh, they're awesome. I have not gotten that set, but I I'm tempted. I'm tempted. They they look I I'm a huge Field Notes fan, so yeah. Yeah, have you have you broken one in yet? No, I've, I've got a stack, but I don't want to keep, start using those until I've, I've got rid of some of that <laughs> of the stack. You should put it comes with a patch, right? You should put that on your suit jacket at work. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that will go down very well. Yeah, just sew that bad boy right on. <laughs> yeah, it does come with a patch. It comes with a map which shows you like where the different crops have been grown mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a nice set. I like it. Yeah, people have been raving about it. So, yeah, that's good. It's a very, very good-looking set. They do a great job, no they doubt about do. it. They really do. Well, that was very thoughtful of Mr. Hackett. Yeah, he he, he knows me too well. <laughs> so what else have we got today? We've got some email, I think. Yeah, I want to go over um, – we've got a, got a slew. I, last episode, I asked for question. you know, send me your questions, send me, you know, any problems you're having, send mm-hmm. me any of that. So I have a – I mean, we're only going to get to a fraction of it today just mm-hmm. because we don't have all the time in the world. Um, so we got a few topics uh, we want to cover, but I think uh, first we might want to hit up our uh, our sponsor, Squarespace. Look how good you are reminding me. I know. I'd forgotten. I don't know how I could forget such an amazing company like Squarespace. Yeah. I got skills that way. You have. You mm-hmm. have. That's why I hire you. That's why I pay you the <laughs> So Squarespace is sponsoring the 70 Decibels Network for the whole month of May. Um, and on each of the different shows, we're trying to do some different stuff. Um, so some shows, we're talking about some of the fantastic features that Squarespace offers, like um, WYSIWYG editing tools and the fantastic iOS app that they use. Um, but they're going to do something a little bit different on this show because I have strong-armed Mr. Brad Dowdy 
um, into switching over to Squarespace, and you're going to be moving the Pen Addict blog over, aren't you? I am. I am, and we're going to uh, try to accomplish this during the month of May, during uh, squ- during uh, the whole Squarespace month. Well, square, 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 <laughs> yes, we'll call it Squarespace season. <laughs> and it, it wasn't a strong arm at all because I've been very disappointed um, with my current host and my current blog design and my current setup for probably going on close to two years now. What's the and problem the, you've had with your hosts? It, it, I'm with TypePad right now. Mm-hmm. I'll sit, there's no hiding that. And the... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the issue. The the rate of change and the quality of the offering has been static for probably about three years now. I've been on there for five. And at first, um, you know, I, what I'm looking – I'm a busy guy. I got lots going on. Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking for in a host is not a self-hosted platform like WordPress. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. You know, I've had blogs since, you know, the early 2000s where I'm setting up movable type or, you know, doing, you know, setting my, you know, buying my own space, you know, managing, managing all the back end updates of the code and, and all of that stuff. And I don't have time for that anymore, you know, with kids and work and everything else going on. I, I needed a self-hosting um, yeah. Site. One of the, like the great thing in regards to hosting and Squarespace is you don't even need to think about it. The hosting just happens. It's like totally in the background. I don't even consider anything about hosting. I never worry that I've not got enough bandwidth or anything like that. Um, I never worry that like if you know, I mean, if you're going to get linked on Daring Fireball, right, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to be right. okay because yep. Squarespace stays up. I've never had Squarespace go down, no matter how much traffic we've got, and we've had some pretty big traffic days mm-hmm. um, over the. You know, you can imagine. You know, we, we, especially if like, say for example, we have like a big landmark episode, mm-hmm. you know, like when we had like ten people on for the hundredth hundredth episode of Enough. Exactly. All of those ten people, you know, a lot of big bloggers linked to the site didn't didn't even blink. Um, and and that's the fantastic thing about Squarespace. The hosting it just happens. And if you buy their unlimited plan, which starts at sixteen dollars a month, then you have unlimited bandwidth, unlimited storage. But even on the regular plan for eight dollars a month, it's it's you've got such great um, options there anyway that I, don't, I still don't think for most people it'd even be a slight problem. Right, right. And you know, I've I've. Uh started the process there's nothing uh public i can i can share yet but i've I've, you know opened my account with squarespace i've i've paid in advance uh using our using our wonderful 70 decibels code what's that code again mike it's uh you can go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels to start your two-week free trial and when you come to purchase your site you can get 10 percent off your first order with the coupon code 70 decibels 5 and obviously all that will be in the show notes so yeah you've you've purchased the, the annual unlimited Yep, I just you know I I like to go ahead and you know so I don't have to think about it for month to month. I just went ahead and purchased annual unlimited. I've started trying to the the themes are awesome. They're um uh, they really look up to date and current, um which is something the pen attic in its current state is not. So I'm gonna I mean, be that was I mean we had this conversation a little while ago, didn't we? Even before mm-hmm. we had Squarespace come on as a sponsor, for and, sure. Um, I was trying to be very nice to you, but say to you at the same time <laughs> that your site looks very old. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it uh, does there's no doubt there's no doubt you know and so it it the, needs some work 
Exactly, and, and the thing about Squarespace is even though there's templates, they're not templates like TypePad templates. You have complete control over them. You can move the widths, you can change the sizes, all of the fonts. They use Google Fonts, the Google Font Library. You, that's all built straight into the site, so you can pick from hundreds of pretty good-looking web fonts you know, for free, yep. um, which is fantastic, and you can make your site look exactly the way that you want it. So, yep. yes, go to 70 decibels. Sorry, if you go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, use the coupon code 70 decibels 5 for 10% off, and we're going to be talking about Squarespace throughout the whole month of May. Yep, yep. So uh, if you guys see any downtime this weekend, I'm going to have a chunk of time to uh, to work on this. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, follow me on Twitter at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. If you're wondering why the site's down, you might want to check Twitter first. That means I, I, might, uh, I might have my... Uh, my hands full <laughs> but uh, deep in yeah. there somewhere yeah so uh, if, you, if you see anything funky going on this weekend it might just be that uh, that's uh, convert to Squarespace day so I'm looking forward to that awesome cannot wait to see it yep so email yeah 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 written into us this week we've got a very interesting one here okay and it was so interesting, I actually put a post up on the blog today, which I'm normally a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday review blog. And, uh, you know, I'll pop in some uh, some interesting tidbits on Tuesdays or Thursdays. And this was so interesting that because I have no clue, but I thought the question was interesting enough. Um, it's from Panatic Reader. I'm going to butcher his name. I'm going to go with Kave, K-A-V-E-H. He emailed me. He's He travels to the Marriott and, you know, we all talk about hotel pins. A lot of them are, are the famous big ballpoint hotel pins. And Marriott, you know, has the courtyard and, you know, the labeling. And all the all the colors of their pins are the same except for the red one. All the barrel designs, I should say, are the mm-hmm. same except for the red one. The red one has a set of, of dashed lines on the back of the barrel. So he sent me an email. I was wondering if you know what the meaning is of the red bars on the back of the red Marriott stick pins. All the other colors just have courtyard.com on back. At first, I thought it was a Fibonacci sequence, but the measurements don't exactly add up. I know Marriott's a Mormon company, so maybe it symbolizes something in Mormonism. Either way, it's on all the red pins I've seen, and nobody has a good explanation. Well, I certainly don't have a good explanation. I'm going to guess, Mike, you probably don't know either. I had no idea about this until I saw you tweet about it earlier today, and I was hoping... (laughs) So I started reading, and then I was hoping for an answer, but even you didn't have one. No, it's uh, you know, it might be nothing. My my initial guess is it's nothing, but there's um, <laughs> the I I put the Panatic readers uh to to the test. I've already got one guy. He submitted the question to Marriott.com. It's been tweeted to the the Marriott <laughs> Twitter handle. I don't um, think it's nothing. Yeah, it I, seems like it sticks out too much. Like you know, one, why would you even do it? Yeah. Exactly, because it's different than the rest of them. I mean, you would you would think for you know that would be a cost savings to make everything the same for a company that size. So to take one pen and do something different with it, it was at least worth the question. I thought it was an interesting is it, question. Is it Morse code? No. Um, someone's someone said since there's more than two sizes, we can rule out Morse code. Hmm. So there's more than two sizes of dashes. Um, someone said maybe it has something to do with colorblind, being able to distinguish the red from a different color. Um, you know, the, someone's already chimed in on the Mormonism aspect and said there's nothing, no symbolism there that's uh, relevant. So we'll see. If uh, we'll, we'll link to that in the, in the show notes if anyone has any ideas. 
uh, about that. I thought it was an interesting question to pose. Cool. So secondly, this is one I, I really wanted to, to talk about today because I, I want your input on this. It's about Moleskin Inc. and show through on the back of the page. And you're an avid Moleskin user, yep. and you've talked about it on, on, on the show before. And what, what prompted this question was when we were doing our digital analog um, episode, we talked about uh, Stephen Hackett and his field notes, how we would use his field notes, fill up a notebook, and then he'd scan them into Evernote to preserve that data, to capture that data forever. Well, Antonio from Spain wrote in saying, I love to use notebooks and pens and pencils for my work and leisure. The notebooks I use are from Moleskin. When I listen to your podcast about analog and digital, I have a question for you. I use both pen and both pencil and pen in my notebook. And when I finish it, I scan it into my computer, which sounds familiar. The problem is that when I use the pen, you can see the ink through the other side of the page. And he attached some pictures for Mike and I to look at. Um, after I load my complete notebooks to my iPad, you know, so I have access to all my notes and specifically the work ones. He's using the pen he uses is the Uniball I Micro in black and blue, and the Pilot V Ball 05 in blue and red. Um, he says he has not found a notebook paper with a paper that resolves this problem. So talk about what you see in your moleskin. Um, like I bought one recently, I haven't started using it. Um, to do some testing on. I haven't opened it up yet, but you use it all the time. So what what do you see? Do you see the same type of thing? Um, it kind of depends what I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm using one, like if I'm using the Lamy, I might see a little, but to be honest, it's never been so much of a bleed through for me that it's enough to make me switch. Like I've never had seen it as a massive problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be using something quite thick with a very dark ink for it okay. to lead through but but even then to be honest it's not something i've had a massive problem with yeah and in the limited moleskin use i haven't noticed the I mean, his pictures it was it was clear yeah i mean so I, I don't it know. was it was obvious that there's an i won't say issue but i have not experienced the amount of bleed through that he has um, or the, I, it's more of a show through. It's more like you can see the shadowing of the ink, not that it's bleeding through the page, right? So, mm-hmm. and and he even says he uses the Pilot V Ball 05. That's a really good moleskin pen, um, and I, and it usually stays on the surface for me. Like I can't, you know, I, I did a few testing that had a Kaye a blank page that I, I ran some tests on, and I really couldn't see through much at all. So, I, unfortunately, I. I I'm not too much help on that. The one thing is both those pens, uh, Antonio, that you're using are liquid ink pens. If you switch to a gel, you're not going to see that as much or, or hardly at all. It doesn't have that. It's not going to seep into the page as much. You might have a little bit of a dry time issue. Um, it shouldn't be too bad. Um, if you use something like the Uniball Sino 207, if you want to try a different, keep the same pens, but try a different paper, I'd look at the Rhodia web notebook. Um, you're not going to see, anything to the level of what your, what your picture showed. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, you, you do have to be wary of some liquid ink pens, but I, I've used the pilot V V ball in, in moleskin for a long time. And I haven't seen the, the type of bleed through that uh, Antonio has. So check out a gel ink pen or maybe trust a, a Rhodia or a Clairefontaine. Um, so that, that's something to look at there. Oh, someone's at the door. It's probably yeah. some pens for you. I have I have no vanishing points coming. Um, 
I have no. What did I order the last time? I can't remember. Uh, it was the jets. It was the jets. Yeah, it was, a it was the jet jets. streams for my wife. What's What's funny is you know what this is is my is also for my wife for Mother's Day, but it's no pens this time. Oh, so. good. So <laughs> yeah, remember Mother's Day. Don't worry if you're in the UK, it's already passed. We had it ages ago. If you're in the yeah. US, Mother's Day was it the eighth, thirteenth, or something? Yeah, thirteenth. Yeah. Next, not this weekend, but next weekend. So yeah, hey, pens make a good uh, Mother's Day gift. They do. <laughs> but so I, I didn't go with pens. So. You suggest the uh, the the Rodia because it's got web, like a it's mo- called the, the it's web called the notebook. web notebook because yep. that's the one that's kind of like the moleskin, right? In the way yes, it looks got that band and stuff. Yeah, Quite same attractive. general same general design. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a uh, it's for the same large moleskin size. I think the web notebooks maybe f- a fraction larger, like maybe a quarter inch or half inch in width as I found out when I was trying to fit one in my rickshaw bag that didn't fit because hmm. it's a little bit wider okay. but the, the paper quality is excellent um, if you know Rodia you, sh- you should be able to find Rodia you know I won't say it may not be the easiest thing to find locally but you should be able to find a, a good distributor in Spain um, and, and I think because I think they're made in France actually and same thing with uh, Claire Fontaine they have a, a they have good paper, and if you can find a Clairefontaine or a Quovatis notebook, it's going to be the similar type of paper quality to the Rhodia. Excellent. Um, a couple other things we can we can knock out real quick because um, one is an email, that, another email that I don't really have an answer to, but I want to ask the audience to to help me out with this. It's fountain pen storage. Um, I've been asked this several times. Um, I've never really thought about it too much, so I did a little bit of digging. You know, I have several pens on my desk that are inked up. Um, obviously a, a fountain pen that's not inked up, that's easy. Store it however you want it. Um, but the inked up pens, I've been storing them horizontally. Um, I started to wonder if that was an issue with my Twisby that I mentioned before. I had that little pool of ink in the cap. Um, so I did a bit of reading. And of course, the first thing I said, I read says, yes, absolutely store them horizontally. I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. And then I got to read more, and the consensus seemed to be for fountain pen storage is to store them nib up, you know, like in a cup or or so, or something like mm-hmm. that. If you if you have them ink, store them nib up, which makes logical sense. I mean, it's not it's a um, you know it's a more fluid inking system than you know your pressurized refills or cartridge. I mean, or your gel ink refills or ballpoint ink refills. You know, they're not going to be they're not as finicky as a fountain pen. So. I'd love to hear some. Storing nib up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does it not? Does it not dry out the nib? The theory is that if you store it, no, pretty much no one would would store it nib down. I would hope, but if you're storing it horizontally, you end up soaking the feed. That's, you know, that's where the inks. Um, coming from for the nib and it might end up clogging your pen more and, and being more of an inconsistent um, writing pen. It might glob it up a little bit more by storing it vertically, nib up. Mm-hmm. Everything I read says that as soon as if you use an, a cartridge or a, you know a converter, as soon as the ink touches the feed it's going to go it doesn't matter that it's been not necessarily touching this whole time 
Um, like I said, I, I'm not an expert in that by any means. So I'd like to get some feedback, email, um, anything you guys can do to tell me how you store your fountain pens. Um, it, it's something to think about since I have I have so many now, and I try not to keep too many of them inked. I, I'm pretty good about cleaning. If I'm not going to use something for a while, I'll clean it out and, and store it away. But now that I've got more of them, I probably have. I'm probably looking at six of them on my desk right here. Um, and I want to make sure I'm storing them the best way possible. So I'd, I'd love to get some feedback on that. Sounds good. But, but you carry you carry your Safari in your shirt pocket. And while it may not be you know, a day or two days that you don't use it, every time you break it out, it writes, right? I've always stored my pens in the butt. Yeah. Like and, I'm, I'm about, I've just taken the Kuwaiko out. I've not used it for a week and a half. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Right's perfect. Yeah. Right's perfect. So I think I think nib ups the way the going to be the way to go. But I, I would love to hear some more feedback. I'd kind of not really noticed that I did that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just kind of all of my pens are sort of like uh, they cap up. You know. Yeah. Right. Or like so you know like for example on like a a rocker you see yeah. the top of the pen you know they right, just face right. that way I think that's just the way yeah. that I like to store my pens. It's That's quite scary now looking at my pen cup and seeing it all like that, and I didn't know I did it until just then. Yep. <laughs> and and that's pretty much how I do too. But I had been leaving my fountain pens like just laying on my desk, like mm-hmm. in a row, just horizontally, because I was like, "Well, how, what's the best way to do this?" So we'll see. We'll see if we get a consensus and the feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another real. We'll do one more real quick. Another thing I, we could use some feedback on is our favorite retro fifty one tornado, and everyone's been loving that pen and i have had a couple questions since it's a 0.7 millimeter roller is there another good refill for that um that you could get you know a similar performing refill with a 0.5 millimeter tip i looked for like an hour this morning i couldn't come up with anything good um there has to be it's a um it's a it's a schmidt refill i don't know the model number off the top of my head but i could only find that schmidt in 0.7 millimeter there has uh, to be something. So what people are asking is, do they have? Is there something thinner? Yes. Is there something thinner that you know? Since you know, Retro Fifty One just sells the point seven refill, and that's the most common uh, refill for this type of pen. You don't. It's harder to find something thinner, um, like a point five millimeter tip rollerball reef that fits this. There has to be one out there because a lot of the a lot of the refill brands make similar designs, right? You could have, um, you know, like a, a Parker refill will, might fit in a different Retro 51 pin, things like that. Mm-hmm. So there has to be something out there that's similar to the Schmidt refill that would fit in the barrel of the Retro 51. I don't have a lot of refills laying around where I can test things out and see what works and what doesn't. And in the time I searched this morning, I couldn't find there was no clarity came from that search. So it looked like some things that might be close, but there's nothing I could say. This absolutely works, and this is what you need to get. So, plus, I'd be hesitant to swap it out because it writes so good. I'd, I'd want another Schmidt refill. It's a really good refill. Yeah. So, anyway, since I, I've asked for a lot of reader help today, I guess we should tell them how to get in touch, huh? Exactly, and they can do that. They can send us emails by a couple of different ways. You can email Brad directly at thepenaddict at gmail.com. Um, you can get in contact with us by going to 70decibels forward slash, uh, 70decibels.com forward slash contact. You can select the pen addict from the drop down list and that will go to myself um, and I will include Brad where necessary. 
Um, you can get us both on Twitter. Brad is at Dowdyism, which is D-O-W-Y-I-S-M. And I am at iMike, which is I-M-Y-K-E. Sound good? Sounds good, sir. Excellent. We want to, again, just thank Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of the Panatic Podcast. Um, they're going to be back with us again next week. We've got another fine sponsor as well joining them um, next week. So thank you very much, Brad. Thank you, Mike. You have a good evening. You too, sir. All right. I'll talk to you later. See you later.